I go in my office and I put my phone face down in my office and I put a sheet of paper over it so I don't see it and it doesn't ding. What's up, guys? FBU Nation. We are back. It's Coach AB, Anthony Bevilacqua, alongside Vince Gabriel. Today, we got a jam-packed episode today. So I, I should actually be talking low because my uh, co-host over here has a little bit of a headache. And, uh, you know, we just talked business for about a half hour. And then he just randomly tells me, I got a headache today. What's, a, what's the matter, Vince? Why do you have a headache today? Oh, oh boy. I went out last night. I'm blaming my wife. What do you mean um, you went out last night, Vince? What, what happened? So well, Vince is a little under the weather today, guys. Vanessa and I go out every Wednesday night. Um, we've done that for almost three years now. It's one of the best things that we've ever done for our marriage uh, is, is date night. And we're like, we're really solid with it. Like we never miss. And we, we went out last night and uh, I had been, we had CEO mastermind. So I've kind of, I was checked out for the last two days. So it was kind of good to catch up with her. And we ended up, we ended up finding there's a, there's a, there's a restaurant, a sushi restaurant in our town and there's an upstairs. That's like a tiki bar. And, um, we, we went to the tiki bar and there was literally no one there. And it was like, we had the whole place to ourselves and, you know, we had a good time and I'm feeling it today. So it's, 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 you know, usually we hold it together. Like our rule is like, all right, we don't go more than two drinks on the, uh, on our date nights. But last night, you know, there was something about an empty tiki bar that kept us rocking and rolling, but it's, it's kind of one of those good feelings because we had a great night. We had a lot of fun. But uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I, uh, I I don't I don't disappoint the uh, the FBU podcast nation guys. I today. was I was laughing actually when he told. I was surprised he actually told me because Vince is pretty straight straight and narrow kind of you know like I, I spent a lot of days with Vince and like he said we were we were together the past couple of days and he's pretty he's pretty like he orders his food pretty plain you know he he, he has one drink at dinner like he's pretty pretty straight so for him to say. Dude, I got a headache, man. I was gonna cancel. I'm like, what? Cancel? Yeah. And then he told me, hung over. I'm like, whoa! Even the best of us, it happens. Yep, yep. it happens. But it, guys, he's real. He's a real. He is not a myth. He is a real person. And good, as, man, you know, I, as I, I said, it's like it's it's a good it's a good because it's not like one of those. You know, we we had a great time, so I'm gonna chalk yeah. it up as it's a win for the marriage. And like, yeah, and I think that's important too. you know, having those moments with the family and, you know, I, I think it's really cool that you guys do date night every week like that. I think that that's something, you know, as a married guy who owns a gym, I think that that's very, very important to, to do that and have that. So I commend you for that. But today we're going to be talking about three basic lessons uh, from Vince's birthday, which is uh, something that he covered before. And we're going to dive into these three because I think these three are very, very important for all of us to be able to have more freedom and to make more money. So with that said, number one, I think it kind of ties into uh, our hungover co-host here, but number one is the lesson of being present. And we kind of talked about this on the last podcast too, you know, how much of a distraction the phone is, but I think that that's important. So why don't you cover being present, Vince, and, and what that means to you and why that's an important lesson for gym owners. Yeah. Um, so just to, just to preface this, I did uh, a, Every time on my birthday, I try to do a a longer blog post. Actually, last year, I actually turned, I did like 
a bunch of podcasts and I turned them into a book. This year, I didn't go as that far and that deep to turn it into a book, but it probably could be a mini pamphlet. But I essentially wrote out uh, 27 business and life lessons and and spread them across like four or five emails. Oh, you got lazy uh, to, to do to your my list. Age? No, I told you know, here's the thing. I just I here's the thing. I said it's my birthday. I'm doing whatever I want. So if I go to 42, great. If I stop at 27 and you know, I stopped at 27. So it's like I'm doing here's the here's first birthday rule. Do whatever you want. And uh so so it's my party, I'll cry I, if I, gave, want to. I gave I gave 27 good ones. So but but essentially this is the it, we what we're doing today is just pulling some of the the stuff that that stood out on this list. Uh, if you go to the vincegabriel.com, you can get the full list there, all twenty seven of them on my all twenty seven on my forty second birthday. But so yeah, what, what was the first one, Ab? That you even so being cover? present. Yeah, being yeah, present. okay. So I put this one on there because th- there's some areas where I've. I talk about things that I've done really well, right? So I've, I've been able to run uh, a gym and that's give me, you know, the, I guess the experience and the knowledge to be able to teach others how to do it. There are a decent amount of people that, that do what I do that actually they ran a gym and they failed and then they went out and taught people how to do it. Well, I kind of look at it as like, all right, I have, I had a gym, I succeeded, I'm still succeeding and now I've decided to teach people along the way. Um, well, it's not just a gym. You don't have just a gym. You got to preference this by saying you don't just have a gym. You have a seven-figure gym that does well. You don't have a gym because you can have a gym and not do well. And just because you have the gym, it doesn't mean that you're, you're successful with it. So you have a successful gym. You successfully run three other businesses. So there's a big difference between someone who does a, who becomes a coach and has a yeah. failed business. Yeah. Well, you, all of your, your compliments is not making my headache go away. So, but, but the reality is being present is something that I have struggled with for years because, you know, you come home and you get focused on growth. You're committed, you're, you're driven. Right. And it gets very challenging to, to turn it off. Right. And you kind of get into this mindset of I'm going to achieve this and I'm going to do achieve this at all costs. And the reality is I realized that that was one aspect of my life that I wanted to be successful in, but that was at the detriment to the other areas of my life that I wanted to be successful in. Uh, One of them being my marriage, one of them being a father. And so being present was always something you, you, I would come home and, you know, I was not able to take it out of my mind. And the reality is I've had to uh, train myself uh, to be able to do that because honestly, I love what I do. I love coaching gym owners. I love running a gym. Like I just, I just really enjoy it. It's, it's almost like it's, a, I say this every day and I was talking to Joe Hashi, Joe Hashi stayed at my house uh, before CEO mastermind. And we were like getting ready in the morning and getting ready to go to the hotel to coach everybody. And I like, we both said to each other, like, this is like, it's pretty crazy. Like this is, this is our work, right? So sometimes when you, you combine your work with something you love, it's kind of hard to turn it off. But at the end of the day, there's other people in my life that, that need me, that need my eye contact, that need my focus, that need my words, that need my questions. 
And, you know, for a while there, this was really challenging for me. And I'm not saying I'm to the point where I'm perfect and I go home and I don't think about work. It is still a work in progress, but it is something that, that can be improved. And there may be specific things that you need to do to be able to make progress here if you are struggling with this. And I know a lot of people do. A lot of people tell me I go home and I just, I can't shut it off. I'm with my kids and we're at the dinner table. And, you know, I just like my mind is going in all these different directions and it's hard for me to focus. And, and, and I will say this is that the, the, when you start to look at success and trying to have success in multiple areas of your life, not just measuring success on your success in business, then you start to create strategies to be able to turn it off. Right. And, and here's the thing, you know, the biggest thing you can probably do is take this stupid thing and throw it in the river. Right. And I'm holding up my iPhone right now because it, it is absolutely the one thing that, you know, you carry with you and it dings and it dongs and you're addicted to it. And did, if, you, ever, if, did you ever see that safe? The phone yeah, safe? Yeah. We had one for a while. There's a, a cell phone jail. Yeah. Yeah. We had one for a while. What happened? Um, did, but did, I think did, I got did, lost in the move or something. No, I need, I need to get another one. But no, it's, it's so, but, but being present, it's definitely something that, you know, if you have children and if you have, and for those of you listen to this, that maybe don't have kids, you're probably just like, what the hell are you talking about Vince? But for those of you guys that do, you know, have kids and have a family, it's, it's important. They, they, they need your eyes. They need your words. They need your questions. It's, it's something that, uh, and if you're, if you're listening to this and you don't struggle with this, I, 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 I salute you. Right. I salute you. I do. And I've had to challenge myself to work hard to create strategies to be more present. You're not the only one, man. I mean, I struggle with it too. Oh, no, I know. It's very difficult. It's not easy at all. And like you said, a lot of the points you said, I don't want to repeat them, but it's just, it's very difficult to turn it off, especially when you want success. And, uh, you know, it's very, very hard to turn it off. But But, I I kind of want, but I would, I would say the one, like I said before, to give not to, to give a strategy, right. You know, when, when you get home and it seems simple, but when you get home, hide the phone, Yeah. right. You said cell phone jail. I go in my office and I put my phone face down in my office and I put a sheet of paper over it. So I don't see it. And it doesn't ding. If it's in your sight, it's a lot of times, but that could be the one thing right? The one strategy that enables you to, to, to put that thing away and be focused on what matters uh, uh, most. I have, I've done other things like I would put a picture of my family on my garage door and I would come home and right before I walked into the house, there would be a picture of my family. And it kind of was the switch that I had to make to go from business owner to dad and I would look at that picture and that would remind me of, all right, you're here now to switch gears and put a different hat on. And so th- all those things, you know, help, but it's definitely not an easy thing to accomplish. Tell us about your, your challenges with it. Well, I think that, well, this is you passing it off because you have a headache, but I, th- <laughs> I think that, you know, being present can also be the other way too. I think that when you're at work and when you're working, you need to be present with what you're doing, period. If you're in a sales console, be present in the sales console. If you're talking to your employee, be present in that moment. I think it's more than just being present at home. I mean, that's the most important part of it. Very good point. That's the most important part of it, you know, being present at home because those people matter more than anything else. And if your family life slips, 
everything else is going to slip too. But I think it's also about being present, just period in your life, be present, you know, and uh, we talked about this at CEO, Joe Hashi was talking about, I'm not the type of dad that goes to the playground and is on his phone without yeah. playing with his kids. So it's just a standard that you have to have to be present with everything that you do. That's so a, if, Yeah, that's if, huge. Like, you know, I'm present with you on this podcast. Like I'm a hundred percent here. My phone is not dinging and whatever I'm present. And I think that we have to just approach that and be those types of people. Cause when you're that type of person, I mean, I think it was like, like they talk about this with like Bill Clinton. He's very, very charismatic. And yeah. in those two seconds that he met you, it was just about you. And he had that charming effect. And I think being the, the role model for your staff and that, that person, that, that person of authority for your members, you got to take that time out to look somebody in the eyes, be present when you're with them and then go about and be present with the next person. I think that that's, that's key. I think that that's key. So being present with everything. That's, that's a great point, AB. And I will tell you this, the number one productivity strategy on the planet is this. Sit down, set a timer, work on one project for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. it, it, that, that, that is it. It's like literally that simple. If you want to get more done, sit down, set a timer, work on one thing for that allotment of time. End of end of lesson. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Full stop. To go do it. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's move on to number two because I think that these tie together. So the first one was obviously being present. The second lesson was if you don't know what you want, write a vision. And I think yeah. that that's so important. You had brought this up yesterday on our mastermind call. And someone was talking about, well, how do I know if I run this program, if it's, if it's how long it's going to take me to reach success? And you said, wait a minute, stop right now. You need to define what success actually is and for you. And I think that that is so important because I do this all the time. I want this. I want to be very successful at this. But what does that even mean? So if you don't know what you want, you have to dial in what that means that you've been saying that a lot to, to me lately and just in general. And that has resonated a lot because if you can't, even with clients, I want to lose weight. Okay. If you lost a pound yesterday, technically you lost weight technically, right? But what does success look like for you? Maybe for a client, it's putting on a dress that she wasn't able to wear. Maybe for a gym owner, it's having more time at home, but again, still defining that. I want to be home every day at five o'clock. You got to be specific with that. And I think that that's very, very important. And sometimes I, we're all guilty of that. I'm sure you still do it. Absolutely. And, you know, well said. And I, I really pull this from one of the guys that taught me a lot about the, 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 the gym business industry, Tom Plummer. And basically his big quote is, if you don't know what you want, no one can help you. And that's really at the end of the day. And then, and then the second person I've learned this from was Ari Weinswick, who owns a $70 million, probably $80 million now food business called Zingerman's Deli. And they, you're all right, AB? My, my keys, I hit my keys and they fell off the table. I'm like, what the hell? AB just, just like, if you saw, you saw it on YouTube, it's a little, little dance and a jig there. Um, you guys, you guys got to start watching this stuff on YouTube. You, you can, you can see my hungover face and you can see AB jittering with his, with his, with his keys. But Ari Weinswig owns this monstrosity business and, and he happens to be a, a personal friend and someone I get to call. And every time I call him with a challenge, 
his, and this is like a, another good example of being humble. Like this guy owns a $70 million business. And he, he basically, when I asked him a question, he's like, he's like, man, I, I don't know. Maybe you just write a vision about it or something. And like, that's the, that's like the advice he gives And Like this guy's running an $80 million company. And, and it's like, it's sometimes it's like, you think like everyone's got all the answers and it's like, no, it's just like, not everyone has this crystal ball of what, what's going to happen. But he, he always tells me like, you write a vision for what, what, what you want. And a lot of times we think about vision for our business, right? Where does our business want to be in one? I really think any, everyone should have, and I went over this with the CEO guys, everyone should have a one-year plan, okay? A three-year, what EOS calls three-year picture, right? And then a longer-term vision, whether it's five, 10, you decide, right? I, I really believe that those things you, for your company, for your business are really important to have documented. And I would say... It, I would say a year ago, you should crumple up your vision and throw it in the garbage. But I think now it's time to maybe redo it. it now that dust has settled with COVID and everything like that, I'll probably uh, pop it out and, and recreate it. But the other thing is, like Gabby was talking about, the gentleman on the call yesterday, a vision for each mini project uh, that you do. I was you know, uh, talking about the different marketing uh, tactics that, that you could use to uh, using uh, wrestle, using wrestling as as an example, and basically saying like there's WrestleMania every year, there's SummerSlam every year, there's Survivor Series every year, right? And so your marketing should be based around these core events that you have every year. Well, each one of those core events should have a desired outcome. If you're running a six week challenge in January, you should have a desired outcome for how many new people you want in that challenge. If you're going to run a sweepstakes, like I always teach, you should have a goal and a desired outcome for how many applications you want to get, right? And the biggest success, you know, hack is not a hack, but biggest steps principle is like begin with the end in mind. So you got to go into these things, figuring out, knowing what you want. And here's the hard thing, AB, you know what you have to do to figure out how to know what you want? You got to make a decision. And that's sometimes the hardest part, right? Because making a decision means you have to say no to something and then say yes to something else. And that is why a lot of people don't create visions. And that is a lot of reason why people don't set goals. And that is a lot of what reason why people are kind of, you know, spinning their wheels a little bit because they're not willing to say no to things to be able to say yes to others. So true. It's so true. And you, <clears throat> I think that also too, you know, as entrepreneurs, we have ADD in a sense, like we have, we want to do this, we want to do that, you know, and, and, and take on too much and try these different things. And because we don't have that vision, that clear vision. And uh, you said this yesterday, and I heard somebody else say this too, but you know, to become a millionaire or whatever, you have to just get good at doing the boring stuff. And it's so true. You know, it's the same thing with working out, you know, you just got to do your reps. And that's, that's the same thing. You know, it's doing the boring things. And as an entrepreneur, it's very easy to tinker. Oh, I, how can I make this better? Sometimes it doesn't need to be better. You just got to get used to being boring yes. and executing on a daily basis. But again, having that vision of why you're executing, that'll push you more. You know, but the, I think that that's key right there. What does success look like for you and writing that vision? Like I said, because I always say it all the time, I want more time with my family. But what does that mean? I know I don't, never really define that. 
Well, maybe that means to me being home at five o'clock and being done and not having my phone out. Maybe that's what that means, but I haven't sat down to do it, but I, I know what I should do. I just didn't do it yet. But yes, that's what you need to really be specific with yourself with, because it makes that clarity. And we talk about this all the time, our staff, if we want them to do these tests, but if they're not clear on that, how can, how can they measure success? And it's the same thing with you. So you need to just keep that in mind, Jim Owners. Anything else you want to add on that? I think we kind of beat that one up pretty good. No, I think that the biggest thing is 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 really saying no. If you want to get clarity on what you want, you got to be willing to. I'm I have to say no to everything on Wednesday night to be able to commit to date night with Vanessa. I can't. I, I'm not taking any meetings on Wednesday. Night. I'm not taking any, anything on Wednesday night. I have to say no to being with the kids and putting the kids to bed on Wednesday night, which is a hard thing to do. But I know that if I'm committing to something, that I got to be able to say no to other things, and that's the first step in figuring out what you want right and the third lesson that i want to go over and it's kind of i feel like they're all kind of intertwining today but the third one and i like this one a lot comparison is the thief of happiness i love Mm -hmm. that one and it's so true you know sometimes we hear other people doing well this person has this type of a business this person hit this milestone in their business this person is making eight figures seven figures and you start comparing yourself to them a little bit you're like, oh, you know, it must be so easy for them. Maybe they're in a different market. And you kind of forget what you have to work on, you know? And I remember struggling with this with bodybuilding too, when I was competing in bodybuilding and powerlifting, you know, it's like, this guy has this total and he's hitting this number, you know, why can't I hit that number? And it, it kind of takes away that victory of it for you. You know, like when I hit a certain milestone in my squat or my deadlift or whatever it was, it kind of takes it away from you because you're trying to get to somebody else's level when it doesn't matter. And I've always done better. Some people are motivated by that. that like that motivates them to push themselves. But I've always been very good at being self-motivated, focusing on my numbers, focusing on what I want to accomplish and focusing on hitting new, new levels with, within my numbers. And once I started doing that, I really started succeeding in almost everything in my life because I'm only comparing it to myself. You know, like I have buddies who have gyms and they tell me what they make and yeah, it sits in the back of my mind a little bit, but if I'm comparing myself to them, it takes away from what I've accomplished. So I think that yeah. that was a good lesson. I, I like that one. Yeah. And, and that's uh, one of my good friends and clients for a long time. Carl Newell always says that, you know, comparison is the thief of happiness. I think I've also heard it. Comparison is the thief of joy. The, 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 here, I'll give you two more quotes. If you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it'll always feel stupid. <laughs> right true. right so it's like yeah a lot of times we compare and we're not even comparing in the same stratosphere right yeah maybe you could compare gym owner to gym owner but you know if i was to compare myself you know to my brother-in-law who you know is a big wig financial advisor and just built a 10 million dollar house like if i'm going to compare myself uh, to him, I'll always feel unsuccessful relative to the success of my, you know, fi- business and finances, right? But and 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 here's the other the other quote is like, you know, the, <laughs> this is a funny one. If you're worried about like what other people are saying about you, right, and you're worried about you know being judged and all this stuff, here's here's a quote to remember. Remember this: what other people think of you is none of your business. 
Very true. What other people think of you is none of your business. So it's just, you're just barking up and you said it perfectly, AB, and I don't want to belabor this point. You, you compare yourself to you, right? You look at your business and I mean, we are in a mastermind where literally you drop your drawers in front of the room. Like you show up there, you put your financials in a document, you write down every problem you got. You're literally standing naked in front of a room. I think most guys would probably stand, rather stand there butt naked than actually show them what we actually show. But the reality is if no one in that room, if you were a comparer, if you were someone that compares yourself to others, you wouldn't survive in that mastermind. Yep. Right. And it, it, it is possible that some of the people that were in a mastermind like that and potentially left maybe had some challenges with comparison, right. To, to not able to look at what everyone else is doing that, that, that could be very true, but the people that are still in it are the ones that they're focused on growing themselves. They're focused on comparing what they did last quarter to what they did this quarter, not, being potentially embarrassed that some other guy came in and killed it. Right. So, and you know, it's a, it's, it's a real thing. So uh, if you want to be uh, happy, compare yourself to yourself because you can't control what anyone else does. You can only control what you do. You're in complete control over the success of your own business and your own life. You're not in control of the people that you're comparing yourself to. So it's I love a, that. I tell a, clients that all the time, actually. Because so many people do that with their fitness. So many. Oh, my sister eats everything and loses weight. It's like, well, you can't control her. You can only control what you eat. So if you're going to keep eating the ring dings, well, you're going to look like a ring yeah. ding. And if I was to compare myself, my biceps to your biceps, AB. It's no comparison. Man, it's no comparison. I'd always <laughs> feel skinny and weak. And, and yeah, there was like a bicep shot of you in one of the pictures we took. And I was like, damn. I got really skinny arms compared to AB. Yeah. Well, I, do, I have skinny arms to begin with. I've, 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 it's been a, it's been a constant, uh, it's been a constant battle in my life of, uh, Me too. skinny arms. Me uh, too, man. I, I take that too. compliment. You know, when I first started, I was so skinny and I used to wear two shirts all the time. I was the skinny kid in the pool with a shirt on because I was so embarrassed of how I looked. So I can relate to that, man. I can give you a program for that. But it's 1995. You get the arm program. No problem. I'm good. I'll give you a discount. I'm good. I, uh, well, I don't need to, I don't need the arm program because I've, I've, I'm You're done comparing. Right. I'm done right. comparing. Well, I'm just going to embrace my skinny arms. <laughs> yeah, you got a massive chest though. Listen, didn't you bench like 450? Uh, 455. Uh, but, but, but that's, you know, that's, that's in my peak at 296 pounds in college. So it's not like, Hey, you still, like, still did it. It's right still now. a milestone. And it is on record. If anyone wants to check it, the temple university, 2000, if you want to, if you want to verify the actual number, the temple university records of 2000, you can find it online. There you go. Maybe. All right, guys. Well, hopefully these three lessons today have helped you and just kind of made you realize like what's really important. I think that these things all tie together. Um, I'll summarize them really quick for you. And how they tie together. So the first one is to be present with everything you're doing. Take that time out to be present with the people that you're with. It's very important. Clients, um, you know, customers, staff, family, friends, be present. If you don't know what you want, write that vision. That was the second lesson. What does success look like for you? 
You have to define it. And the third lesson, do not, do not, repeat, do not compare yourself to others because that is the thief of happiness. And it's very, very true. So guys, you can head on over to vincesfreebook.com to pick up our Vince's free book. <laughs> there you go. It's a really good book. I really, it's one of my staples. Whenever I want a quick little read on something that I need to do in my business, I pick up that book. So you can get it for free. You just got to handle the shipping. Uh, so head on over there, vincesfreebook.com. You can check us out on Instagram at uh, I'm AB Fitness. Vince is at vgabriel71. Yes. That's 71. It. There you go. Yeah, and if they do want to, if you want to look at the other rules, the 27, not rules, but the 27 lessons, lessons. Uh, just go to vincegabriel.com and go under articles and they're all there. You can check them out uh, from there. They're, they're in like, like a few different posts, um, but you, you, you can check them out there. And if you guys are watching on YouTube, I want you guys to comment below with your recipe for fixing a hangover, what you should do to fix a hangover so we can get Vince back on track right away <laughs> so this way we could do the next one and he's going to be straight and narrow very rare very <laughs> rare but well we all got to experience it today all right guys we'll catch you on the next one peace <laughs>